For Arizona Public Media, I'm Tim Swindle, director of the University of Arizona's Lunar and Planetary Laboratory, and this is Arizona Science. Joining me today is Yanko Nikolic, the head of the Department of Immunobiology at the University of Arizona. Welcome, Yanko. Thank you, Tim. You and your group have been studying immune responses. What are some of the things that determine how strong our immune response is to something? Well, usually it's how good our immune system is and how stimulating is the thing that we're responding to. And by that, I mean, it's usually how foreign it is to us because uh, our bodies have been programmed to respond to viruses, to bacteria that are very, very different from our own cells. They have, you know, little molecules on their surface that our immune system recognizes by their patterns, first of all sees something that is very, very different. Like, you know, our DNA is uh, wound and has certain chemical characteristics. Viral DNA for DNA viruses or bacterial DNA have, you know, different signatures. And those signatures are detected immediately by something that we call the innate immune system. That immune system stops the initial or slows down the initial infection, alerts our adaptive immune system, which is evolutionarily more young and more precise. And then we actually get a very laser-like response to only that particular virus or bacterium by very specific cells that then help eliminate it. And so it is that distance in evolution that helps a great deal and whether something looks both foreign and dangerous because it has to also look dangerous to us so that we would mount the immune response. The immune response is very destructive. It could destroy our own tissues if it is not properly directed. So we do not want to start it unless that something is both foreign and dangerous. You, you said something about how strong an immune system is. What determines that? Is it how young we are, how healthy we are? All of the above in some ways. The immune system, again, you know, one of the good analogies. It's like a department of defense. You know, you've got, got to have your infantry, you've got to have your artillery, you know, your army, your navy, your paratroopers. I mean, all of these guys there to do do their job. So you want to have that diversity. That's one really important concept because you're, you can be attacked by any of the billions of different microorganisms. And so we have to have the ability to have some specific troops that are going to be really good at fighting this particular bug. So the other thing is, you know, we have to have enough of them. And that Typically in youth, we, we do, and some of these cells get a little more rare as we age. So, yes, age is one component. You know, there are people who unfortunately were born with one or the other component of the immune system. They just lack like a whole big arm, like they might not have B cells or they might not have T cells or they might not have any of the adaptive immune cells. And that is a pretty big deal. They usually will have to get a transplant of either a bone marrow or a thymus, depending on the on the disorder. The other things that you mentioned are also important, more like in the normal population. So good nutrition, very, very important for the immune system. It has to have fuel. It has to have all of the uh, micronutrients, you know, vitamins and minerals that it needs to, because the ramp up of uh, the immune response fighting a microorganism is tremendous. Microorganisms divide like almost every 20 minutes, if not faster. Our cells have to catch up. And so these are some of the fastest dividing cells. They have to have enough, enough fuel. The other thing is that the response also has to be very well coordinated. The cells need to know where to go and when to go and when to, you know, communicate with other cells. So a lot of rest is important. You know, your overall hormonal balance is important. 
you know, so it's like you go back and it's like exercising good food. Still a good old adage. I grew up in a household where my mother was terrified of germs, but I've seen some recent things that said maybe you're better off if your immune system is exposed to more. Is that something that... That is that is true. Out yet, that is no. I don't think that the jury's out. I think that because you know now really the old hygiene hypothesis that you need some dirt around it is actually good for you. One of the things that happens in a way when your immune system is not preoccupied with dirty things is that it can turn against yourself or against other things in the environment that are pretty harmless, but that can make you very miserable, like different allergies, you know, and then that can have you know more or less severe symptoms. And there is some brilliant research. Some from our own university, not from my group, but from, you know, people like Fernando Martinez and Donato Vercelli, really clearly showing that, you know, if you have good exposure to different, you know, dirt and dust, that you're less likely to have asthma, for instance. Thank you for coming in, Yanko. You're very welcome, Tim. It was a pleasure. This is Tim Swindle, and this has been Arizona Science. You can also listen to this and other Arizona Science segments by going to the Arizona Public Media website at azpm.org.